The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. He may finish it here. Oh, he's out. He he out. It is all over. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. What's up, everybody? Calm down that applause. Will you calm that down? I actually fuck more people than are in this room right now. If there's any kids in the audience, you might want to go to the uh, signings or something. Uh, for Th- the this is exciting. Who, for, for those of you watching on Fight Pass, uh, this is UFC Unfiltered with myself and Matt Sarah. And it's a podcast that comes out every Tuesday and Thursday. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I guess uh, most of you uh, are, are staying here for the duration of this uh, event, and you had a good time last night? This feels like one of those night... Did you ever, like, do your stand-up at a nightclub that was, like, just, like, dusty and dirty, and there's a few people left that are drunk? I'm not saying that's these people, but, right, doesn't it get that feel? Like, I think it's going to start filling up because we're on the big screens now, and... It's like a one-nighter in Connecticut in 1995. That's funny. I don't know what that is, but it might, I, I sense that it feels like that. It's, yeah. it's got that feel. And we had, uh, we had Dana White booked, but Dana had to cancel. That's how you know you're in bad shape, when Dana White cancels on the UFC podcast. It's not a good sign. No. So but I, I feel confident we're going to have a good time, though. Yeah, we got fighters coming on. We're going to recap what happened last night. Uh, by a round of applause, were people happy with the fights last night? Let's hit... Come on, people. You're not dying at the Apollo. Are you happy with UFC 200? That's exci- that, That's right. I, I'm happy. Jimmy, what a good time it was last night. I was very happy. Uh, was I the only one that really incorrectly picked Mark Hunt to knock Brock out in the first round? He has, um, I'm not going to say an obsession. He, he really likes Mark Hunt. He I love Mark lot. Hunt. I thought, wow, Brock is going to get killed by Mark Hunt. I think I picked every fight wrong. I picked uh, Misha. I picked uh, Mark Hunt, and I picked, uh, no, I picked Kane. That was the one I picked correctly. Yeah, you got one out of three with that. No? No. You want to bring out, bra? we got Forrest Griffin. You want to <laughs> bring out Forrest? Far- you know who we have? We have Forrest Griffin that's going to hang out with us a little bit. Bring him out. Forrest! The people want you, yes? Forrest Griffin, people! Yeah, Forrest. Hey, man, good to see you. What's going on? I, I feel like in a movie theater, we might have to skip a seat. This is weird. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, do you do that? No, do you we, put the one seat between no, you? We, yeah, I usually do that, but <clears throat> I think we should share a seat. 
<laughs> just, I mean, I'm not close just, enough. I want to feel like we're on a long flight together. <laughs> oh, my. I, I want, I'm, like, I want my arm on you. Papa? I'm do you live out nervous. here, man, or do you come out just for the events? Wait, what is Do it? you live out here, or do you just come out for the no, events? No, I live out here, yeah. I live in the back, like on the strip. I'm just crazy all the time. No, I live out in, uh, out in the boondocks. I've been, the I've been to your house. I mean, yeah, for the show. So you don't invite yeah. me over or anything, but... No, nah, why would I? <laughs> I don't know. I, look, I mean, you just come over and destroy my bathroom. I don't want you over my house. That is true. No, I didn't, I didn't use your bathroom that time. Oh, Lucky did you. you not? Okay. What did you think last night? Uh, just that I don't know that much about fighting. Just that people really should stop asking me for predictions because <laughs> I'm wrong a lot. Right, let's go down the list. Who did you pick in the first fight? Uh, which one? Golmy Jim Miller. Uh, I thought Jim. I had Jim in that one. But I was surprised. Well, it's it's a Jersey how... girl I heard yelling over I, there. I, I just, you know, Gomi's been around and he's been awesome, but, you know, Jim too, though, he's been in a lot of tough fights, man. Those, you've only got so many of those in you. Those two, those two guys have been around, it feels like, forever, and they had a lot of wars. Well, I'll give you a fact. They have 80 fights between the two of them. Wow. Like 80 eight. fights? It's more than 80, actually. Some, some, that could somebody, be some wear and tear, Jimmy. Some, yeah. Somebody just told me that, and I didn't like research that or anything. Did you make crazy. that shit up, Forrest? And Musasi Santos ended in a first round uh, knockout. It's amazing how like the first three or four fights ended quickly, and then the entire uh, second yeah. half of the night was all decisions. Well, not uh, Amanda Nunez, right? No, but I mean up to what well, Kane yeah. and kind of uh, and yeah. Travis, and then. Uh, Amanda and uh, Misha ended. That was one I, could, I didn't see coming. I, I didn't see that coming either. To, to be fair to myself, though, to make excuses, I have not watched enough of Amanda Nunez's fights. I've only seen her last couple fights, and she didn't look great in those. Yeah, but, but she does. I, I feel that uh, I'm pretty sure Misha's, I mean, I don't know her game plan, but the smart one, if you've seen Amanda fight, she comes out like a lion in that first round. She's... She's like a pit bull, and she's so dangerous. No, like, she's a like, lion. The lioness. She's lioness. like a lioness. But uh, if you see her fight with Kat Singano, uh, she was all over Kat, and Kat weathered it, and then, uh, and then ended up winning that fight. But she that's, had to weather a storm. That's kind of what I thought would happen. Yeah. The only problem is I think Misha probably felt the same way, that if it got to the later rounds, or even the second or third round, not even the championship rounds, that, that, that uh, Amanda would start to fade, but we didn't get to see that. TJ so Dill Dillashaw looked great against uh, Sun Sao. He avenged that loss. Yeah. That was kind of nice to watch. He's an interesting guy to watch. He's really hard to figure out. And he's one of those guys that never seems to get tired. It's like guys like him and Demetrius Marks. Uh, Mar uh, uh, Dillashaw? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, TJ Dillashaw. Uh, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, Kane. Uh, fucking Frankie Edgar. Like These are guys oh, that yeah. can literally fight 30-round fights. Yeah, Cruz, too. Dominic Cruz never gets tired. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to move as fast as the rest of those guys do. I mean, I, you he's watch, all over the place, though. You watch, yeah, he, he moves he, he's, odd. He's very, he has a very awkward coming in at angles, and he's got he's to have a, he's got a really hard style, I, I would uh, imagine, in, to prepare in, for. In karate, they call it the broken rhythm. The drunken I'll, monkey? I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet he's a horrible dancer, though. He's very jerky. It's all herky-jerky. Wait, what's that? When he dances? I'll, I'll bet he can't dance. He, I would never believe that he couldn't dance the way How he many fights. fighters can dance, though? I mean, we all watched Chuck Liddell on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it, it wasn't good. It really? I thought, <laughs> I thought it was all right. I thought he was doing all right. Uh, you know who can dance? Randy Couture. Can he? Pretty well. Like, how more do you than know? A, how do you know that? Oh, come on. It's Vegas, baby. Even <laughs> Randy can dance. 
I remember him dancing at an after party after his nose was broken, holding like a rag over his nose, like in between songs, like get the blood out. I was like, all right, you know, play cut man to yourself in between rounds of dancing. I can do drunken dancing. Like when I get a nice buzz on, I, I feel yeah. like I'm a little John Travolta out there. Oh, no. What yeah. about you? Uh, always. I mean, yeah? da- I dr- dancing and drinking are synonymous. Do you do I- both? At the same time, yes. So what do you do during this week? Do you, do you like enjoy coming here or does this bring back weird... Is it kind of hard to be around fighting when you're not in it? Nah, briefly it was, but I got over it. It's like you move on to the next yeah. chapter in your yeah. life. Like people still ask you, are you going to fight again? Do they still ask you that? I think it has, some people have to. I, all the time, but I think it's just because I look so young and fresh-faced. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. just, it's my look, you know? People are like, <laughs> hey, listen, oh, man. I'm over you, 40. You're not fat yet, so you could probably still fight. I'm That's like, what they nah, think, man. I lose a little bit of weight. They go, oh, you getting ready for something? I'm like, I'm 42. Leave <laughs> I'm me getting, alone. I'm getting ready not to have a stroke. Yeah, I'm getting ready not to die. Yeah. I have to have a heart attack when I roll. What is that feeling, uh, Matt, too, I wanted to ask you. When Misha uh, Tate lost last night, I felt terrible for her losing so badly in the first round. And when you're, when you're defending and it's your first defense and you wind up losing, what is the first thing you do after that? I think he's talking to the right guys right now. Yeah, exactly. I was... Dude, thanks for bringing up that we didn't defend our belt, you little bastard. Right. Do you need me to get that knife out of you there? Is that... Uh, it's my, my partner on him. Uh, but no, what's the mindset that happens? It's got to be a, a... Does it make you doubt yourself? I mean... Yes, and Forrest? Go ahead, Forrest. You can take that one. Um, yeah, for me, it was... Uh, I'm a weird dude. Uh, for me, I was like, eh. Didn't matter. I just... I, I kind of came to compete and to win. I fought all right. I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be back. Do you look I, at it like, hey, I did better than I thought I was going to do it this anyway, so anything that comes is gravy? Or? Yeah, I mean, I never said aloud that I wanted to be champion. I was just like, yeah, I want to put off getting an actual job as long as I can by uh, fighting. Like, I want to make as much money as I can fighting, you know, before I have to join the real world. That was always my goal. And now, you never have to join the real world. Look at you. I know. Look at you. So, Wearing well, a suit, or not even a suit, but a jacket. A jacket. I see a key top is what I see. I know. I, I want to strangle you so yeah, bad. I know you're a black belt, but I, every time I see a collar, I think of all the strictly just MMA guys that are like, no, eh, I, I don't got to wear the gi, it's for sport. This is a dangerous, backstage at these things is actually quite dangerous. I got him trying to choke me out with my jacket. I got, I got Mark picking me up, like, oh, I can still pick you up. Oh, yeah, you can still Mark pick Mark Coleman? Yeah, I'm like, okay, come. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I want to get Don Fry up here, too. We have Don Fry as a oh, guest. Wow. And I watched that induction speech. He's just, that was amazing, right? Yeah. He was just that was awesome. brutally yeah. honest. Where is he? I see, I see a hat over there. Is it possible we could wrangle Don Fry? It's I would either love him or Wyatt Earp. I think it's... Uh... Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was uh, nice to watch. Are we call, what, are we, you looking to call him up now? Or are we, what are we doing? Yeah, are we waiting Let's a little bring bit? him on. I mean, if he's standing over there, uh, he's over there talking to people. If our producer could go and... Grab, I don't know if he's don't signing know, things. Or You're hanging, Forrest, right? You're hanging out with us? What's that? You'll stay, yeah, right? You got nowhere to go? You're chilling out with us? I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the search for Don Fry now. No, fuck, who's no, right we're, not, we're not getting I, rid of I you, actually, though. I was just going, I went to the bathroom, and I wanted to use the bathroom, and they wouldn't let me go in. They're like, oh, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's somebody in there. And so I, 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 you know, I begged my way into the toilet, and uh, it was Nate Diaz, so I asked him if he would come on, and he said he would come on, but he's doing something first. So hopefully we'll have Nate coming on. Or you might have just said that to get me away from um, him in the bathroom. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's hilarious. You're like a little stalker fan. You went in the bathroom to stalk me. I had to Diaz. piss. I didn't know he was in there. I had to go to the bathroom before we hey, started. Hey, man, whatever your story is, it's cool. It's weird at these expos, like, 
when I have to take a tinkle, it's not that I'm normally that pee shy, but when people all know, you're like, hey, Sarah, and we have the splash guards up, and I just get extra pee shy, and I just sit there for like a minute. <laughs> it's not a big story, people. Well, it's no. weird. I'm just saying that I wish there was a stall open. Why don't you just wait for a stall? <laughs> is this what I got? Is this sure. what it comes down to? <laughs> I'm losing my I just mind. don't have that kind of patience to wait I, for a stall. I don't. I'm just yeah. gonna go pee. Uh, my my thing is what I like to do. Uh, like when I see guys like you or people I know as they're peeing, I just like to come up and start giving them a little back rub. Yeah, no, people that, love that's, that. that be people weird. love it. Yeah, they, you don't make it creepy or sexual, really. just kind of encouraging. Yeah, hey, dude, I was pep talk. I, you got I, it. You <laughs> can do this. Get it all out of there. Great job, dude. I was. <laughs> It just when I was in there, the guy, oh, Matt Sarah, he takes off his phone, he wants to do a selfie, whatever. Fucking ten guys behind us with their thinglings out. I'm like, what are you doing? This is not appropriate. What did you think? I just saw Anderson Silva was around before, and he left. He has to go back. Uh, I guess he's going to L.A. But uh, I was surprised that he lasted. I never saw that uh, becoming a, a three-round decision. Uh, for some reason, Cormier just couldn't put him away, and I don't uh, know exactly. If you what heard, it was. if you heard the uh, at, at the at the post fight uh, press conference, what DC was saying, because somebody asked him like, "Oh, did you did you go light on him, or did you not like did you have that respect where you didn't want to like did you ease up on him when you were taking him down?" And he said no. And I uh, and I and you even asked me, "Do you think he did that?" And and DC said, "No, man, I I tried." And if you look at that fight. Anderson has very good defense off his back. Yeah. A punch might get through here or there, yeah, but no, he's, he's got very good defense. Very good. So, what, what, well, if you think about it, like the whole time he fought in Pride, he had no wrestling takedown defense. So, so he, he had to get he had to develop <laughs> defense from his With guard. Soccer kicks down there and everything yeah, else. Right? You better have a good guard. Yeah, so he was, if you watch that fight, man, it, when he would try to open up, he was, oh, He's, even if a punch got through, he's rolling with it, rolling with it. Almost zen-like, man. He's not wasting energy just trying to get up because he knows that's going to not be so easy. He was listen, took the fight on, what, two days' notice. They were booing Cormier every time he took him down. It's like, what the fuck do you expect nah, Cormier to do? Well, listen, everybody loves Anderson. He's such a legend. People and, wanted uh, that, like, that Anderson Silva magic. Like, you're kind of hoping like, that he wins. Even though I like Cormier, but you're still hoping that Silva wins and that something amazing happens, and it's just... You know, I thought it's amazing. I, I thought it's I thought it's amazing what uh, what Anderson did. Just, just get off a couch. Yeah. I mean, I'm not getting off a couch on two days. And yeah. if they offered you Anderson to, silver to money, yes, you would have. Yeah, probably. Yeah, to perform like that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't really take anything away from DC. Anderson's pretty good at fighting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, he's pretty good at fighting. He's not bad, you know. He he can. He's pretty good. He can do it. Yeah, even, at, even at a wrong weight class, I'll tell you. Fact. He can fight it to a fight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did have that experience in Philadelphia. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, Don't bring that shit up, Jimmy. He did. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, I know. We, we got the other. He's thing like out. alluding to it, but yeah. Yeah, I would never would have brought. That I was up. there. I just mentioned the city. You were yeah. at that fight. Yeah, I was at that. Listen, Forrest knows. I know when you have a good night in there, it's yeah. phenomenal. You have a bad night in there, and you try not to watch that tape again. Ever. Well, you saw. I mean, it, it was like when Connor fought Jose Aldo. And, and he just he just caught him with a shot. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, do you guys, when that happens, I mean, any any one of you can probably knock out any other fighter if you catch him right. Is that one of those experiences that you can't shake, or do you look at it like I just got caught and fuck it? That's, Man, that's it, what this it's is. So it's so different for everybody, you know. Like everybody kind of deals with things differently. And I like to talk to fighters after they're coming off a loss. Um, I find that's a good time to get on their bandwagon. <laughs> so like when the losers come, like, hey man, how you feeling? What's going on? What can we do for you? You know. 
Uh, I really like to see like that part of the mental game. And a lot of it, I was talking about this yesterday, you hear fighters make excuses, that's good. It's good to have an excuse. Because likely, I mean, chances are you were getting ready for a fight, you trained for eight, 12 weeks, whatever, you probably did get banged up, you probably did get hurt. So, you know, pointing that out to yourself isn't wrong. It protects your ego. I have no ego at all, and I mean, I just sit around and cry all day. There's always a way to do it, though. You could do it that way, or you could be like Tito Ortiz saying you got a cracked neck or whatever, skull or whatever you're going to say. There's a right and wrong way to do it, because, of course, when you lose, you want, I mean, I want to be on a mountaintop saying, no, but I had this or that, and my, but it, at the end of the day, when you step in there, you know what you're signing up for, whether you're banged up or not, so, you know, who knows you, you who's got You got to Don Fry it. Just go in there half dead. Just like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> go in there half dead. And do we have, I, I apologize for making people wait. I can't see that wall from up here. But do we have fans lining up to ask questions as well? Uh, where is that happening? I can't see. Oh, there's one. Here. Oh, I see somebody. Oh, there's, okay. There's, no, it's, wow. You we guys can, you We guys can do have... that whenever you want. I mean, oh, you want to do that now? Why not? We'll just do it. I like the, the party. Thing. Hey, uh, people, you want to line up? You got questions? If not... Or we'll continue to we'll well. talk about the fights and we're having a good time either way. Well, go, uh, yeah. What, what I think the, everybody went out last night. Nobody's nobody wants to get up. They're all hungover. Hey, listen, it's Vegas. Speaking it's a party. of last night, yeah, I, I I woke up. It was two thirty in the morning. I was at a couch on Hakkasan, and some girls like, "Hey, are you asleep?" I'm like, "Yeah, I should probably go home." <laughs> it, might, it might be time. So it was a good night. So this is a cab line. Where's the cab line? Put me the cab. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So is, is the I whole thing about to sex, work on time. sex before fights, is that, is that true or is that not true? You I don't think it's a thing. I think uh, sex actually helps raise your testosterone. I don't think it's a thing. I would always, like, try and have sex the night before weigh-ins. You would? Yeah. But it wouldn't affect you or make you tired or not want to fight? I mean, maybe I'm just not having sex long enough. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're tired from sex, man, you must be doing some awesome stuff. I mean... Yeah. I maybe that's not the best time to explore new things and be like, honey, have you thought about bondage? I mean, that might not be the time for that. Yeah, but. you don't want to ask her to put on that special belt the night before yeah, a fight. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand. I think that's like an old uh, myth. I think that the whole thing with the women weakened legs, I think it's more of, all right, you're going out, right, looking yeah. to, to you're, you're out on the prowl, you're out in hunting mode, and, and you're, you're out drinking, you're out doing what, everything you need to do to try to, um, you know, make things happen. I think that's... That's, that's the problem, more so a, than the act. That's a big part of why you see a lot of coaches and trainers have that first practice at 6 or 7 a.m. to kind of like, so the guys won't go out late. Yeah. You know, like kind of scare them a little bit. Or to make you get up. You know, my favorite thing about this whole event thus far has been the sign language interpreter. Dead serious. Like, why is that? I, I don't know. I just want to see them do the word bondage again. Bondage. Bondage. <laughs> bondage. Right, you guys know. You ever. <laughs> Yeah, but the best right. part about being in Vegas is there's so much oral sex. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Kids, cover their eyes! <laughs> Say, I like bondage. <laughs> I like bondage! All right, all right, I think we've, we're jumping Now jump up and down, Simon says. All right, I'm sorry, I got, I got excited. All right. Okay. <laughs> I love other men. Oh, <laughs> this poor guy. Let's see what words we could do to make him do the Macarena. <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, how you doing? John from Phoenix. Uh, Hi, John. So CM Punk was out here earlier, and he said that everybody last night was cheering Brock Lesnar 
for doing the same thing they were booing DC for doing. So what do you guys think about how Cormier kind of can't win for losing? Like, he gets a little popularity bump when Jones falls out of the fight, and then he takes Anderson down, and everybody hates him again. Because I, my, my opinion on that is because everyone knew going in that Brock had to do that to avoid being killed by Mark Hunt. Yeah, but so did DC. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah. Don't be mad at me, sir. I'm just answering. <laughs> that guy's very defensive. It's fucking Cormier's trainer. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I do think that people wanted that Anderson Silva magic. It wasn't, it wasn't a rational thing, because I even asked why were they booing him when he's basically doing what he has to do to win the fight, which is to take him down. He's not going to stand there and kick with Anderson Silva. So I think that's the answer, is that people, by him taking down Silva, we just weren't seeing Silva do what people deep down wanted to happen. He was kind of spoiling the Cinderella thing that people wanted to see. I believe that if he fought the same exact way and he was taking down John Jones, people would be cheering. Yeah. Not that they oh, hate yeah. John Jones, but I, I think it all yeah. goes down, it all comes down to people just loving Anderson Silva. And they knew when he took him down, not that it's nothing going to happen, but it, after that first round when he took him down and he wasn't putting him away, you started to see a pattern of he's getting him down, but not much is happening. He's not ending it, Anderson's not getting up, and this is what we're going to see. He and was they, just, in and a, they love a, Anderson. He was in a no-win situation last night, too, because if he beats the shit out of Anderson Silva, everyone's like, oh, great, he takes the fight on three days' notice, and you beat a legend who just came back from gallbladder surgery. You're a piece of shit. Just, if, just a second question, though, and I want to get this from Forrest, because Forrest seems like a guy who couldn't care less what you think about him, and DC seems like a guy who's obsessed with what you think about him. Everybody loves Forrest, and DC struggles to get that. What do you guys think about that? Man, you know the crazy thing is, like, DC is an awesome human. Like, yeah. I don't see why people don't like him. I really like him. Uh, yeah, there we go. I like DC. No, I like, DC's awesome. Uh, maybe uh, somebody suggested to me that maybe people don't see him as genuine, but he really is genuine. Like, uh, if you ever watch, like, him and, and Bisbing interact, like, behind the scenes of the Fox show, it's hilarious, you know? Well, he's a good, I mean, personally dealing with him, I like him. I mean, he's a, he's a fun guy. He's always respectful. He's... Got a funny personality. DC's a good dude, but again, he's short, kind of doughy, short, a little <laughs> chubby. I love the guy. Yeah. We had John Jones on, and he's like, "Oh, who are you guys gonna root for?" I'm like, "Look, man, I like you both. I'm, I'm being Switzerland, but I usually I'd be going for the uh, stout, chubby guy, yeah, okay. <laughs> just because yeah. you know. It's, if I was a little taller with a tan, I could you know look like him. No? Thanks, man. Good question. Yeah, right. um, yes. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Uh, Trevor from Canada. Hi, Trevor. Uh, Forrest. I love Canadians. <laughs> Me too. I love Canadians. You ever hear of Prince Edward Island? Wait, where? Prince Edward Island. I've heard of it. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I mean, I've heard of all kinds of Prince Edwards. <laughs> I think that's the... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the, uh, yeah, the, the hook thing, for the helmet. The yeah. yeah, it's crazy talk. That's Go Prince ahead. Albert. Just that's a, a Prince quick, Albert. Quick question for us. Your policing career before the UFC, can you uh, just touch base on a little bit of that, like your experiences at the police academy, and no, how, you, was, how, how you got into it, how long you're at it. And I mean, it was relatively boring. Um, you know, I, I watched too many movies, and uh, there were not any machine pistol fights. There was very few, uh, there was like a low speed chase or two, but there was, you know, it was mostly like writing rec reports and trying to help people out that were having a bad day. Uh, it's tough, really, right now, it's really tough to be a police officer. Because, you know, some officers do stupid things, and that kind of reflects on, on everyone. But I, I remember one instance, I show up to this guy's trailer, and his TV's been stolen, and he's, you know, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do this? And I said, well, sir, I'm going to help you as best I can. He's like, where were you last night? I was like, well, I was in my bed sleeping. 
but you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a report. We're going to, you know, target patrol patterns to your area. Uh, this report will help you get the insurance money. He's like, man, I'm living in a trailer. You think I got insurance? And I was like, yeah, good point. There's nothing I can do to help you. But so think about being a police officer is dealing with people at the worst moment in their lives a lot. So, it, and that's why you become kind of, uh, what's the word, callous to it. It's like Matt? doctors, when they see blood, they're like, yeah, blood, oh, that guy's dying. Mm. On to the next one. Do you find that if you care too much about it, you're never going to be able to get your job done? Mm. If, if it means too much, everything you see, everything horrible, you're never going to be able to show up for work. Yeah, it's kind of life, right? Yeah, I mean, if you overinvest in anything, it kind of, uh, that's why I don't care about anything. That's literally why I care about nothing. How long are you a cop for? <laughs> Uh, two years the first go round, and then a year the second go round. I quit in the middle to become a professional cage fighter. Nice. And uh, once I was uh, homeless, I decided I should go back to, <laughs> I should get a job. That cage fight, it's stupid. You can quit and just, I didn't know you could just quit and come back to being a cop. You can just go like, yeah, I changed my mind. I want no, to I had to reapply. It was actually really, really hard. I was trying to reapply. Uh, oddly enough, I failed a psychological. I failed a polygraph. I swear to God, I gave the same, I was lying, yeah, but I gave the same answers on the polygraph I passed as the polygraph I failed. And then I failed the psychological. So I really thought I was getting this job and it was, it was crushing, you know, I was living like on a mattress at the time and I was teaching like kids jujitsu. It's not like, it wasn't my life trajectory. It wasn't my goals. How did you fail the psychological? What, do you know what questions you answered Dude, in a way they didn't want you to? I swear to God, I thought to myself, all right, what would a normal person say right now? So I, 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 I got a job working, working for Richmond County, and uh, it's, it's podunk, it's redneck, it's my hometown, I love it, I love the force there, guys were so good to me, um, and I'll never remember, I'll never forget, I got interviewed by this guy, and he's like, uh, have you ever thought about killing yourself? And I'm like, yeah, sure, of course. And he looks at me in shock. He's like, what? I was like, oh, no, you know, like, not like I planned it out, just like how things don't go your way. Everybody thinks about killing themselves. Like, who hasn't thought about killing themselves? And he looked at me dead serious, and he goes, son, the people we hire as police officers are people that don't think about killing themselves. And I said, all right, put, put, check that box. That's the one. That's, never, never thought about suicide. Just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. Don't, don't they ask you tricky questions, too, like, Hey, if, if, you, if you pulled your mother over or if you caught your partner doing something and you're afraid of giving like the wrong answer to seem disloyal. I, I felt like that was a tricky question. <laughs> the killing yourself one was yeah, the tricky yeah. question? That was the one that tripped you up. I was like, oh, the easy question. So the tricky questions, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to give my mom a ticket. Well, before we bring up our, 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 I believe we have our second guest, and before we get to our follow-up question, as you know, if you're hitting the gym without a pre-workout supplement, it's just not going to be effective, period. Mm. Try beets. Beets are a nutrition goldmine, rich in antioxidants, polyphenols, electrolytes, and nitrates. Nitrates convert to nitric oxide. We all know this. Uh, anyone who's serious about the weight room knows it's the key to getting that pump that you're looking for. Beet Elite can help support healthy circulation, help promote energy, stamina, and extended exercise endurance. Beetroot juice has been causing waves lately in the fitness community. Clinical studies have shown that two glasses of beetroot juice per day can increase stamina by up to 16%. 16%? Up to 16%. That's, That's a weird number. They could have just said 15 or 20, but they said 16. <laughs> now you can harness the power of beets without having to chug beetroot all day long. So uh, go to ufcbeats.com. They have a page set up for our listeners to save $20 off their intro pack. One canister of the Beet Elite 
plus a box of the sports packs, free shipping on your order. Try it with your workout, and if you don't feel a difference the first time, they offer a 90-day money-back guarantee. I think you're gonna be pretty surprised. Visit ufcbeats.com today to check it out, and be sure to let us know what you think. That's ufcbeats.com. And uh, did you have a follow-up question? So my strategy, oh. though, is always if I take something I don't feel it the first time, I just double it the second time. That's probably not like clinically recommended at all. Okay. I used to put uh, beats, beats in all my shakes. They're supposed to increase uh, red blood cell count and blood flow and stuff. And, and they taste like dirt, so there's that. Well, you're going to have to try Beat Elite. There you go. So the first no time more, it doesn't... No more beats in my green shakes. It doesn't discourage you if it doesn't work. You just double up. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a quitter, dude. Come on. Well, I'm really, really happy to introduce uh, our next guest. Uh, it's just an honor to talk to this guy. Uh, and a lot of you saw him inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, uh, MMA legend, Don Fry. Nice round of applause for Don. Yes! Don Fry, ladies and gentlemen. UFC legend. Yeah. What's up, Don? Thanks for coming. Congrats on the Hall of Fame, buddy. Thanks, man. Shocked the hell out of me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> How did you find out that you were getting inducted? I was watching the fight. Did you listen to what I said up here? <laughs> no, I came in at this. Oh, Shit, no. I was up here 20 minutes. No, I came at the end. I was busy. I was looking for a bathroom. I was going to say congratulations on your speech. That was pretty awesome, actually. You loved his speech. I, I saw the last half of it, but I, I didn't see the beginning where you probably talked about how you found out. You washed your hands after you went potty. No, I never. Yeah, I knew <laughs> I'm keeping them far away from you, Don. Yeah. I already pissed off Don Fry. How the fuck did I do that? I don't know. You were born. You, yeah, I was going to say, how did you piss off Don Fry? You, you were breathing. So what happened? How, how did you find out that they wanted you in? Anybody want to tell me? Can somebody tell me? <laughs> What's that? How about somebody in front of a microphone? Can somebody get right. this? Right. Hey, so here's pay the attention. deal. Pay attention. To this, okay? <laughs> and then we were at uh, Jason's house, smoking cigars, drinking beer, watching the fights. And they, they introduced Bob Meyerowitz and Nogueira as this year's inductees. And then they said in the third person, and they showed Dan Severn and I walking to the ring. I thought, them dumbasses, Severn's already in the Hall of Fame. And then they showed me again and again. Uh, wait a second, wait a second. I'm about to drop my beer. And then you, then you knew it was you going in. Yeah, I figured it out real fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it meant, it's, you said for a long time, I did see the part of your speech where you talked about like you didn't think that you would, it would mean anything to you and you didn't care. Uh, but when you found out you were going in, that kind of changed how you felt about it? Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, you know, when you, you, you see a beautiful woman, you can't have her, you're like, ah, the piss on her. She got bad breath anyways, you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's <laughs> a great attitude to have, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, Don, you had so many, so many wars over the year. I remember first time seeing you in the UFC, being a, uh, a big jiu-jitsu guy, Amari Patetti, Patechi, Amari Patetti. I'm not good with words. With, with, uh, you know what? You see this? I should have asked you. How come you don't yell at Matt the way you yelled at me? Yeah, well, we're, 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 Saving it for you. Yeah, right, what right. we saying? <laughs> Just sit down and I'll say another word. Yeah, so yes, you're getting scolded, Jimmy, by a UFC legend. But uh, again, back then, it was the jiu-jitsu dominating everything. And then, you know, Don comes in, and everybody, this uh, Amori, his last name again, Don? Batesh. Batesh was, uh, he was killing, he was winning all the tournaments in Brazil, winning everything. And I remember them saying, oh, and he was like a built, built Brazilian. I mean, I don't know if he's passing any drug tests, but let me tell you, he might have, I don't know, but he was like, Ugh. 
and he was winning everything in Brazil, and he attacked. And when I saw Don Fry, he attacked Don Fry, just wanting to take him down. And that's when you really started to see mixed martial arts, like a guy who has a wrestling, wrestling ability take away. The, he wasn't getting taken down and then start to punish and punish and, and just beat down Amari. And it was, uh, it was, it was an eye-opener, especially being a jiu-jitsu guy. And that's the first time I, I saw you fight. And what, what an impression. Uh, how many years later, it really sticks out in my head. No, he's a great athlete, great fighter. He's really impressive, to, you know, watch him. And, um, I mean, he almost died, you know. Uh, he almost fought to the death, literally. Because uh, he went to the hospital. You know, Cal Worsham, Cal uh, broke a rib and punctured his lung, and he had to go to the hospital. And uh, he was there for a few days. And he said Batesh was in the ICU with tubes sticking out of his head to relieve the pressure, you know, because of brain swelling. I mean, that guy, there's no quitting, that guy. Man, I, I, he was a warrior for sure, but uh, yeah. wow. You guys fought with a different set of safety standards that, back then uh, than they have today, right? Yeah, the old fighters are a little tougher. Completely different, yeah. <laughs> and how about the drug testing and stuff like that? How do you feel about that, like with USADA and all that? You guys didn't really have that to deal with back then. No, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> it was funny. He goes, he said, how much you weigh? Well, I weigh 200, you know. They <laughs> take your word for it. I'll tell her. You know, and then uh, went to the uh, Ultimate Ultimate 2, and um, Dr. Richard Istrigo was sitting there, you know, giving you the physical, and uh, <laughs> here, breathe on this mirror type thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, his wife's, uh, his wife's next to him, and he says, you know, we're thinking about drug testing um, all the fighters for steroids. What do you think about that? I said, I think you're going to run out of fighters. <laughs> and his wife said, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the last you ever heard of that. So do you think it was better when they didn't test, or do you think now it's better that everyone's got to kind of go through them? I think it's better when they don't test. I mean, jeez, I mean... Why? Why? Leave him alone. The guy with the pride shirt he's, over there. No wonder why the guy yeah, with the pride yeah, shirt is clapping. Say, he's been fighting the pride for too long. He was holding the joint in his hand. You're professional athletes, right? I mean, come on. Let's not be stupid. Uh, so you don't care in baseball or any of the sports if they're doing it. That's up to them. That's their problem. That's their problem. Do you think it's bad for the guy who has to fight him though? Like if that guy's not taking anything, does that put that guy in danger if he's not taking anything? Because it's such a, you know, a physical... Well, yeah, that's the thing, is that, like, if you're doing drugs and not, well, I guess I should do them, too, you know? And then everybody's, you know... So it's just that even playing field, you're going to even it out one way or the other. And Absolutely. one way is a lot safer. Absolutely. Well, it's just like uh, the sport itself. Um, you know, it started out from uh, style versus style, and then they all kind of melt, melt, melt together, you know? I mean, because uh, one, one style was superior than the other. So... It, Obviously, you know, everybody's going to step up the game. What do you think the difference is between the guys you see fighting today and the guys you kind of came up with? Uh, I, think, I think the guys I came up with are a lot more hungrier. You know, I think uh, there's too much guarantees in life today. Everybody wants to guarantee you that they're not going to step off. You know, they're going to step off the curb. Like so that. you think that, that now people kind of want a little bit more, uh, they, they want to know where it's going, where, as opposed to you guys just kind of had no idea where you were going to wind up doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were guaranteed $500 to walk through the cage. That was our guarantee. And, 
you know, and here, here's a map to the hospital. You know, good luck. <laughs> That's great. And you wound up stopping at one point um, when you were fighting. What made you stop fighting, too? I think you became a fireman and you became a stuntman. Like, what, what stopped you from fighting? Were you just done with it for a little while? Yeah, I, um, you know, I wrestled in college and I did a year and a half pro boxing. And I had eight fights, professional fights. And uh, then I got out of sports altogether, became a fireman. I was a farrier on my days off, you know, I did all that. And then, um, like I said, I got a divorce, had to vent. And, uh, you know, I had taken up judo. I was doing judo for about a year or so. And I called up Dan Severn and said, hey, Dan, can you get me in on this? So he got me some fights around the country. And then um, eventually uh, when he won Ultimate Ultimate One, you know, he gave my name to Bob Meyerowitz and Art Davey. And they, they threw me into UFCA. How long were you a firefighter for? I think about four or five years. I really don't remember. <laughs> and what made you not want to do that anymore? Just the obvious dangers? Or did you, did you just try it and you were a success at it and you were done with it? Or why'd you stop? Oh, I love the danger. You that's did? A, that's the best aspect of the job, yeah. I mean, I taking a class, somebody told me about the days off. I said, well, that's the job for me, you know, shit. You only work 10 days a month? Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> okay, a lot but, of drinking in the firehouse, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, the money was so good in pro fighting compared to the fire department. Man, Don, Don, you had so many epic battles, man, in the UFC over in Pride with Ken Shamrock. I remember that war with the bad blood. Is there any one that really just you, you throw in the old uh, DVD or even the VHS or whatever it is, and just say, man, I, I, that was a fun battle. Let me rewatch that. Is there anyone that sticks out? I mean, there's probably more than one, but any oh, yeah. just one I've, satisfying. No, I've been real lucky. I've had a lot of great um, opponents. I mean, you know, like the Batesh fight was a great fight. Amazing. Um, the Mark Coleman fight was a great fight. Yes. You know, I, I lost, but it was a great fight because it, it told me what the hell I was, you know. Proved to me that I wasn't a coward. You know, I was nice. more of a man than what I thought. And uh, I remember uh, then you got the Shamrock fight, you got the Tank Abbott fight, you, you got the uh, the big Japanese Taki, guy. Takiyama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did they feel to watch Anderson Silva last night? I mean, to, to actually see him still fighting. I was happy, you know, I mean, I thought he did a great job. Uh, he came in on four days' notice, and uh, he took the champion all the way to the distance. Come on, man. That has an old-school feel to it, doesn't it? Like something that would have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Like, you want to fight? Okay, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. That was a big joke um, when I was training uh, in, my, in my training camp. It was like, what are you doing tomorrow? You know? <laughs> you want to go to Japan fight? Yeah. Yeah. And you did stunt work, too. Uh, how long did you do that for? I just did that for about... Uh, three years, I think. Three, four years. Oh, hell, I'll still do it. They give me a call. Yeah, there's this. I see. Uh, was it Road to Redemption and uh, Road to Redemption? Right? Were you in that one? No. Ah, shit. Can I get my facts right? What's like the a, Johnny Depp one? I saw not, you with an overcoat with the. I see a lot of movies, and I and I got hit. Not maybe not as much as you were Forrest, but I got hit. <laughs> but you guys did rock and soccer Johnny all day Depp. Long. Were you in a Johnny well, Depp yes, movie? Yes, you were. You. Yeah. Were. Oh, thank God. That was Public Enemies. Aha! Oh, yeah. Nothing like Road to Redemption. Yeah, no. yeah I killed Johnny Depp, and then I didn't, nice. I didn't work for five years, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful who you kill in Hollywood. Did you get hurt at all doing that? No. Hell no. Why would I get hurt? I mean, in stunt in work stunt in general. Work, yeah. No, I, no, I acted in that one. That was an acting oh, role. Oh, yeah. okay. No, but, but in stunt work in general, it looks like I've been on sets where they're doing it. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. Like, have you gotten hurt doing that? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, came close. We uh, did a Western a couple years ago there in Tucson, and 
I wasn't supposed to do a stunt. I was on a horse, and I was supposed to be next to the stunt guy. And they blew up the bank. We come riding down, and we get about 40 yards from the bank, and they blow it up. And his horse jumped into my horse, and my horse went sideways, and part of my anatomy went with it, you know. And uh, I crawled around for a while. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that insist on doing their own stunts. Like, I, I think it was... Uh Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan is one of those guys. I heard Tom Cruise, like, he actually hung off the Burj Khalif Tower at 1,100 feet. Like, there's some guys that just... You believe I, anything, won't you, boy? Yes, I will, sir. Um, but I, that I believe because I saw pictures of it. I wouldn't have if I didn't see photos. But there are some guys. Is Jackie Chan bullshit? Does he not do his own stunts? No, I mean, I've seen he does. I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't Jack know personally. <laughs> Jackie man, Jackie Chan kind of is a stunt guy, and he's acting too. I think he's maybe more of a stunt guy than and he's doing both. I just think a lot of actors have a hard time watching a guy do the more masculine or tougher thing. Uh, Wouldn't bother me a bit, man. No, me neither. No. Yeah, you yeah. go right ahead. I'll collect my big eleven million dollar paycheck. You you go fall off that building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go sit in this black chair over here. You have fun. Is it hard for you to be around it at this point? Like, do you do you come and like you love being a, like a a legend in the sport, or is it something that you're like, fuck, man, I really, it's hard to not get in there and fight? I never thought about it like that. You know? No? Never, never considered myself a legend in the sport. You know? Really? Just Pioneer, man. Pioneer. I just figured legend. I had a good run. You know, one now, of the guys had a good run. Don't young fighters always approach you and, and, and pay tribute to you? I mean, I've heard you spoken about so many times by young fighters. I mean, you must have heard that. So, I mean, you must yeah. know how important they, they you are. might be to afraid it. to say it to your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's real polite to me, let's put it that way. They, they are, they all yeah. treat you well. Yeah. Uh, I have to do a quick read. Um, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, completely online. Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank uh, statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all this on your phone or tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to re refinance your mortgage or to buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com unfiltered. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Let me uh, see that. Let me see that. <laughs> Do you ever make Matt read them? Oh, we love our sponsors. We, you should read that. I would just like to hear I did a pretty good voice. job with that read. Sit I, down and shut up. Uh, all right, fair enough. Uh, here's how it's done. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> I'm already Pay attention, pay attention kid. All right. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Pay attention, all right? Fast, powerful, and completely online. Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Man, that got some big words in there. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> <clears throat> I got to take a nap now. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I mean, I could pitch you. You're right out of two. You ever seen the movie Tombstone? Oh, yeah. Did you ever oh, see yeah. Tombstone? Yeah, I used I, to. Every time I'm looking, I feel like, uh, you remember when Kurt Russell went up to the, it was Billy, what was it, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. He, you know the part I'm talking about? I would love for you to say this line. And he goes up, and, the, and Billy Bob is being a bully, and he goes up, and he smacks him, and then uh, he smacks his face. He smacks Billy Bob's face, 
And then he goes, to, and he's about to reach for the gun, and he goes, and I would love for you to say this line, go ahead, jerk that smoke wagon, see what happens. Could, could you just say, jerk that smoke wagon, see what happens? Please, don't, I'm not, listen, it's not a weird thing. Could, could you please, for me, and Eddie Tombstone, who yeah. wants to hear him say that line from Tombstone? Jerk that, jerk, I'm not, I can't do it. I have a New York accent. You're it's, sitting a little closer to No, I didn't, no, not jerk, no, listen. He's the freak. I mean, no, not in a bad way. I'm not going trying to get done. Way. The smoke wagon's a gun. <laughs> you, you I can't look at you now. You made it weird. Hold on. Before we continue this interview, Don, now I'm getting fucking anxiety. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jerk Go that ahead. smoke wagon and see Tell what me. happens. Oh, shit. I didn't hear it. I was talking. One more time. He said Please. Please, one more time. No, you missed it, man. Sorry. You missed it. Ah, oh, shit, man. You ruined it. Is this going to be on Fight Pass? Can I watch that? Yeah, he did a good I, job. I never shut up that I missed the one line that I begged him to yeah, say. Yeah, you did miss the one line. Ah, he did do it, too. son of a bitch. All right, go back to picking on Jimmy, please. Uh, what did you think of the card last night? It's a pretty good card. Yeah. Go ahead. Jerk that smoke wagon and see what happens. Yes, beat people! There you go. Are you serious? You should be thanking me for this. Thank you. I could, now I could die. You just going to stand there and bleed or what? Oh, yes! He knew! I knew he saw the movie. Hey, yeah. people, homework assignment for this audience. Go rent, what is it, freaking Blockbuster? Go, go. Blockbuster, that, that no. has been gone for a while. Yes, go, rent, go, go, rent, go rent this movie. Go on Redbox. Go watch Tombstone. Try, you'll thank me. Just for, the, uh, just for the Doc Holiday lines alone. You'll thank me, people. I, I want you to do, like, voiceover work. Like, you know how, like, I was down in Argentina and I got the American movies, but with, like, you know, a weird accent. I think you should like dub movies, yeah. like, but just really inappropriately. Just after that ad read, after that ad yeah. read, I think people yeah. are gonna be calling them. Yeah, I gotta dub the movie Heidi, right? <laughs> I used to, I used to read the book when my kids were little. You know, they, my turn to read the read them bedtime story. Molly did it all the time, and they switch it up every. That would be while. awesome too. I yeah, would love to hear like you yeah. reading like a bedtime a, story. A DVD yeah. of Don Fry doing bedtime stories. So I'd be sitting there with Katie and Cassie, and, you know, one on each side. Just, That's awesome. So uh, Goldilocks breaks into the house, and uh, she sits down to eat some porridge, and in comes the bears, and they eat her. Oh, Dad, they do not. No, they sit right here, they eat her. Dad, read it right. No, they, they eat her. They walk in there, and they eat her. She's all gone. Dad, read it right or don't read it at all. <laughs> Your kids are on to you. Yeah, yeah. Five years old, I'm getting lectured for one. <laughs> Yeah, they no, know I, your sense of humor, your sick sense of humor. That's funny. That's all. I would buy like you reading like bedtime stories, play them for my kid, and like the next morning they'd wake up with like a full mustache. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hey, do you, Don, do you feel any differently about uh, you were kind of you were critical of Brock for a while, and uh, what, did, what did you think last night um, of what he did with, with Mark Hunt? Because I saw you, you had predicted the same thing I did, which is that Mark Hunt was going to plow right through him. Right. And, uh, right. What, what did you think last night? I thought it was an intelligent way to fight, you know. I mean, that's the only way he could have won, is to stay out, stay out of range and then make the quick takedown and then stay on top of him and uh, ride him for a while. You know, that, that was the best, the only way you could fight somebody as dangerous as Hunt. Was Mark Hunt, he was a and again, in that position, you have to worry about getting taken down. But didn't he seem a little less aggressive? Uh, he didn't throw as many punches as I would have thought that he would have. No, he didn't throw any kicks either. I don't know that you'd want to throw a kick especially a low kick against a guy that you know wants to take you down. You know, you pick one foot up off the floor, your balance is a little compromised. It's just a good opportunity for him to but take But he's being down. taken down anyways. Well, I mean, you know. 
Maybe a knee. Can we can we compromise? Maybe we should have thrown knees. <laughs> Hope that he'd run he was into being it taken down in. anyway, so why didn't he throw the kick and try and do some damage? The other thing that stood out to me watching the fight was how much reach Brock had on uh, the Super Samoan. You know, he's really like his arms are as long as uh, Hunt's legs. You know? Yeah, it was it was really like wow. There's a huge disparity in reach. Yeah, and you know, not for nothing, Brock has hands the size of my Rottweiler head, but. The thing and is, the, the one, head, listen, so. and I, I agree with, with Don as far as that was the, uh, in, for the most part, technically, that is the way that he would win, and that's the way he won by outgrappling Mark, and that's what everybody looked at it like a striker, more versus grappler, even, even though they got some skill sets in other area. But with a guy, Brock size, and I'm not criticizing him because I know he hasn't fought in what four or five years. He was really sick at one point, and he doesn't have a, a ton of experience. But after that first round of dominating him. And Mark is showing no respect at all. Just walk with, to his striking. Nothing. So we talk about the reach. Look at the size of him. He's such an athlete, Brock, that by just faking the shot and just unloading with a right hand, I was just so waiting for that. Because, of course, listen, it's always the shot that you don't see that's going to hurt you. He was giving no respect to, the, to Brock striking, and Brock really didn't give him a reason to respect it. You know, He was only worried about the takedown. Uh, didn't you want to see Brock throw a, a freaking right hand? I know he did what he had to do, but you know what I'm saying? Because so, uh, Mark's just worried about the takedown. He's stalking him down, stalking him down, and Brock is moving, moving the big hulking Brock. If, if, if I'm Brock's coach, that's the second part of the game plan. The first part of the game uh, plan is to take him down. Uh, 100%. All right, we haven't been able to take him down. All right, we need to land a few strikes to set up that takedown. We need to bring his hands up in a defensive posture to get under him, right? A hundred percent. But after the first round. I'm just after saying he first, didn't make him. No, I, I agree. But not starting a fight like that. But after the first round, now the guy goes into the second round thinking, I can't go on that floor again. I can't go on that floor. I can't go on the floor. Mark Hunt. That's when you're fake and you unload. Yeah. Have you ever hit a Samoan before? Ever punched uh, him in the head? A Samoan? Yeah. No. Might as well be pissing up a rope. <laughs> Might as well be pissing up. The... But I mean, listen, not you're for way, nothing. You're wasting hey, Ver... your time, man. Yeah, you're wasting but your time. Verdum, uh, Verdum, same thing, man. You think about them striking, and he got his head. He blasted a knee, and you know, he, and uh, Junior DeSantos gave him a kick in the head. Don't get me wrong, team. Mark Hunt can take a bat to the head, but he has been hurt before. So I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was just like, man, uh, if I was in that corner, I'd be like, dude, fake that shot. Just unload that. His hand's the size of his chair. If I don't I'm, know. Listen, I'm not criticizing. We did great. It's just one of those things that kind of maybe yeah, if, if, if he fights court, again. I'm like, don't take any chances. Hug him. Yeah, yeah, Hug yeah, him some more. <laughs> Close the you're distance. You're doing great. Yeah, don't yeah. throw one punch. Just not get against. on top of him. Be Kane, on top. Kane looked amazing last night. Oh, like, he really did. Kane yeah. looks I like, thought I had he heard win, that he was hurt wow. to his camp, and I guess he wasn't because he looked as good as he looked five years ago. I mean, yeah, Kane he looked great, actually, yeah. A first-round TKO of Travis Brown. That was very unexpected. No, Kane's a Kane. I mean, listen, Kane is Kane's matchup for everybody in that heavyweight division is is just scary, except nah. for Verdun. I mean, except for, only because a lot of the heavyweights they get taken down, they they fight to get back up, get taken down, fight to get back up, and then two or three times or a round or two, or a guy like Dos Santos could do five rounds of that because he's in shape, but you see him taking a beating and getting worn right. on. A guy like Verdun will he'll freaking jump the guard. He doesn't care. So his his energy bar is never getting hit. And now that he has improved striking, and plus his height with Kane's height, he can hold on to his head. I would really like to see them fight again when um, 
when, when I mean, if, when they're if, not uh, in Mexico what do you call it? Wasn't a factor. The uh, altitude. The altitude. That might have been a factor. We don't know when they first fight. But uh, he is the, the most challenging matchup, I'd say. For I was, and, and Frankie Edgar, Jose Aldo, that, that was one of the fights I was really looking forward to. That was an and, enjoyable fight. But Ed Edgar looked amazing, and he, he stalked him down the entire fight. And it just seemed like in the last couple of rounds, he was missing a lot. And I, and I don't know if he was just getting tired or what was happening, but I was surprised how much Frankie Edgar was missing in the last couple of rounds. Did you enjoy that fight, the Jose Aldo? And, and, uh, I thought it was a good fight. Frankie Edgar? I, w I was surprised by it. I, I, had, I thought it would go the other way. Uh, Jose looked great. You, you notice when Jose's at his best is not when he's purely offensive, but when he sets it up and kind of makes oh, you come at him. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, Connor maybe got in his head, he charged across. I never seen him yeah. charge anybody, right? Yeah. So, you know, when, when he got clipped, that was doing something uncharacteristic. Whereas in this fight, he was reserved and he's had trouble like running out of energy in fights. Right. Yeah, he's reserved. He's kind of just sitting there. He's going to make you come to him. Yeah, and then, you. and then he only went forward when the opportunity presented itself. Like, one Frankie would go back, then he would take the space. I mean, everybody's going to want to see that fight eventually is uh, Jose Aldo versus Conor again. Who, the, who wouldn't want to see that again, people, right? But having said that... Well, we know Jose wants to see it. What's that? As a, that's the fight, Jose Oh, Aldo. man, Jose, he's, I mean, he was pointing. I was right kind of near Conor in the thing. He was pointing through the cage. He can't wait to get that again. Well, Conor kind of stood up. It was kind of hard to miss him. Uh, he was, he's kind of stood up and stared, and there's all these pictures now of, of him just kind of standing, staring. That must have been fucking awful to have to fight, look, and look out and see him just staring at you. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think nah, they're looking at him. that's probably motivation. That's like, yeah. watch, that's like the ex-boyfriend of the girl you're fucking just staring at you through the bedroom window. Earmuffs, kids! Nah, that's, I mean, <laughs> you could be into that sort of thing. There's a whole website yeah. devoted to that. Don't even but worry about that. But having said that, like, Frankie Edgar, if, he's just... I know they want to see the Jose versus Connor, but I believe Frankie is a worse matchup for Connor than Jose. I think he, his styles make fights. Even though Jose beat Frankie now twice uh, in, in close fights, uh, you know, I mean, Frankie fighting Connor is a worse fight. Worse fight for, uh, for Connor, I feel. Don, did you have a favorite fight of the night last night? Favorite fight or fighter? Yeah, a favorite fight last night. I don't know if you saw the earlier fights. Uh, 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 Jim Miller, uh, or, or if you saw any other ones. I, I thought the chick fights were real good, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Misha yeah. and Amanda. Cat Sagano. Yeah. I, th yeah, I yeah. thought that. Oh, and also the Cat, the Cat Sagano, Juliana Penny yeah. fight was pretty good. And the Penna, yeah. Man, that was a great fight. Yeah, some yeah. good throws by Cat and Payne. I always kill Juliana's. Juliana, her last name is Pena. Pena. No, Pena. I, why yeah. am I in radio? I don't know. I can't talk. That's why Jimmy does the reads. That would be a disaster. Jane doesn't do the reads. You're so bad. Don you've now confused me. <laughs> oh, now I don't know what her last. We should have. Is. We should get Dom on this podcast every week just to do the reads. I don't know what he can get paid. We got to do something. But he's he he reads really good. Yeah, he does. He really well. Voice. He reads really yeah. well. Really well. Did you see the fight, uh, uh, Gadala against uh, Yanjacek the night before? No. Oh man. That, oh, yeah. that might have been my favorite Claudia fight. Claudia Gadalia. Yeah. That was an I, amazing fight. I don't know fight. if I've seen anybody dominated that way without getting knocked out. I think that, that's, again, I read it off somebody's computer, but in the final two rounds, she had like, it was a, a 75 to yeah. six and 52 to four insignificant yeah. strikes in the last two rounds. I don't think I've ever seen someone dominated like that. And it's so funny, because that fight started out with Claudia just looking like, man, she did her homework. She's yep. getting takedowns that, wow, she's getting her down, she's getting her down, and she's then she's landing, landing some stuff standing up. But Joanna, Joanna. Oh, yo my God. Yo Joanna, is, she's a bit of a predator. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Did I say her name wrong? No. It's, no. It's, it's, 
Yo, tomato, Claudia. tomato? Yeah. Okay. She's a bit of a predator as well. You notice, like, as soon as Claudia, you saw her gas tank was empty, as soon as she started to fade, Joanna saw that and went right after her. You know, <laughs> really just, it was on. She's got, like, she, her and, she has that, like, in common with Frankie Yeager where they don't, the fifth round is like the first round, yeah. if not even. She looked better. Yeah, the right? pace is yeah. insane. Oh yeah, man. You know what it is? I think she just their found opponents her. slow down. They yes, don't. she slowed down a little bit in that third round. You saw Claudia just start to start to take some breaths, and and Joanna picked that up, and she started just. Oh man, she was nasty. You know, Claudia, oh, it's such in a good way. That's a compliment. Claudia is thicker, shorter. She carries a lot of muscle. You know, there's a lot of oxygen being burned through. What, what happened in the, uh, the fight, uh, what's his name, the guy used to be like, Greg Garvin Musasi, what happened in that fight, I didn't see it. Uh, Musasi uh, won uh, first round. Uh, knocked him out, out, huh? It was yeah. the first round. That man, I thought, I was hyped on that Thiago kid, the kid he beat. I thought that if Gegard was smart, he would take that fight to the ground and beat him on the ground, but I thought on the feet, the other kid would have the advantage. The other kid just hits so hard. I, th I think that Musasi is so relaxed, and, and he's very well-rounded. Very well-rounded. He, so, he can take a shot, so he can afford to be relaxed. You know, like, you, you notice guys that are truly relaxed, like Anderson and, and even Jones, when they seem real relaxed, even if they get clipped, okay, they can survive one or two, you know, and Gegard yeah. can. Those guys are so far above everybody else, they're not worried. That's yeah. why they're so relaxed. It's like uh, going back and wrestling a high school wrestler. You just there, you, you swat them around, and you, you end up uh, teaching them more than you do competing against them. So, yeah, I'm going to go find some white belts and roll today. <laughs> <laughs> go strangle some guy in his first lesson. And we can't forget that Eddie Alvarez uh, destroyed oh. fucking Rafael Dos Anjos in, in the first round. Another one I didn't see coming. He didn't destroy him. He caught him with a great shot, and then he did a great job of finishing. Well, he did the finishing. He threw 1,000 punches did, did, did in 30 seconds. Well, no, that was the night before. I would say that was you know, a I was looking at the ring curve girl. So yeah, hey, listen, you got your priorities straight. You got to figure out, you know, I mean, so, <laughs> so many girls running around in short dresses and high heels, you know, you got to figure out what you look at. You got to listen to me. Uh, there's no argument there. But yeah, I, the, I've, been, I've been in lots of fights, you know, so. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Eddie Alvarez, you know, I picked Eddie Alvarez to win, as we know. I'm, I I'm no Notre Damas. But I didn't either. I thought it would be similar to how he fought Pettis, where he just thought to possibly, you know, get him down and just, just put him up against the cage. And when he did that first shot on uh, RDA, Raphael, RDA. Uh, yeah, on RDA, he, he got up and then he, he got the guillotine. RDA got the guillotine, boom, boom, got up, shook it off like it was nothing. And I'm like, shoot, man, this could be a long night for Eddie. But Eddie does have hands, Eddie does commit to his punches. And when he had him hurt, when he had him wobbled, and I give RDA all the respect in the world for really trying to get his, to get his wits back, because, man, we all been there. And he just couldn't. And, and at one point, Eddie went to do a jumping knee into him up against the cage, and then he ended up on the bottom, and RDA's got very good jujitsu, ended up cross-side on him. But Eddie, Eddie did not slow down. He just didn't play it safe. He got out, got up, and continued that onslaught. And I love it that he started hooking to the body and up to the head, and... And he, we got a new champion. I mean, that, that was really fun to watch live. That was, that was, that was wild, man. We've had, a not, a, we've had a lot of new champions lately. You know, you think about Amanda Nunez. I, you know, I didn't think she'd be champion. I didn't think we'd have so many belts turn hands. <laughs> belts are like on a revolving door, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Brazil's got a champ now. What? Brazil. They didn't have a champ ah, Friday. That's true. Now they have a champ again. So oh, they, went, they went one day or 
They were doing like 16 hours without a Brazilian champion. Yeah. But they're back. They're back in the game. Yeah, they're guys. back. The Brazilians are back. So why do you think it's so hard for someone to hold the belt for a long time now? Is it that is it that everyone's training from such a young age that there's there's just so much parity in it? Or what do you think it is? I think it's the talent pool, right? There's so many more people doing it, and there's so many fighters. You know, even in my day, there were like 10, 15 guys that were really good. Now there's like 60 guys in each weight class that are pretty decent, you know? There's no easy fights. No easy fights. Don, who's the guy today? Is there a guy that you like watching more than anybody? Yeah, Don Fry. Don Fry. <laughs> just watch your old videos? Yeah, I just, you know, I'm just sitting there watching. I remember that guy. What, what I, about, you, I don't look as good in the Speedos like I used to. Uh, I'd still love to see it. <laughs> I know your pain, Don. <laughs> what what I about... Get, I can't get them on, you know? <laughs> get up to the knee and they're stuck. And... Are there any guys that remind you of yourself when you were Cowboy fighting? Cowboy Cerrone, maybe? Yeah, I like watching Cowboy Cerrone. Hell yeah, he's exciting. Um... Yeah, you know, hell, a bunch of those guys, they're good fighters, you know. Uh, you, you and Cowboy could go out and do some hat shopping. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a good time. That sounds really uh, slippery. Yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> How about Dan Henderson? Yeah, I like watching Henderson. I'd, I'd come out of retirement and fight Henderson. You would? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, he might deserve a shot. I mean, I, everyone's I think, saying that he should get a shot at the title. What do you think? Well, I hope he gets it. Then I'll come out of retirement and take it away from him. <laughs> Don's going to be the new champ. Do you still train? I <laughs> uh, haven't, haven't trained in a while, but um, you know, wouldn't take me long. What was your last fight, 2011? I think so. I think so. And what finally made you go, okay, I'm kind of done doing this? I lost to a guy I shouldn't have lost to. You know? Okay. Oh, there you go. And then bad, decisively. I mean, nothing, not taking away from, from him. He did a great job. It was fantastic. But um, I didn't prepare myself for it. And if, if you're not going to be dedicated and train properly and respect the sport, well, then you should get the hell out. And that's, that's you can't do it half-assed is what no. you're saying. No it's a good way to get hurt. That's yeah. what you get it messed like up. It's like Tyson's last fight. I forget the guy's name, Kevin something. But Tyson in the ring goes, I just don't have the, I can't do this anymore. And I, uh, the fact that I lost to this guy, I just right, can't, can't right. do this anymore. Right. You have the desire to, to train, you know. I mean, we all want to get off the couch and be world champion, you know. But then it's, it's not ever going to happen. Right. So, but you've got, to, you've got to have the desire and the hunger to train for the fight. And uh, unfortunately, you reach a certain age or you reach a certain uh, financial point and uh, the hunger and the desire is not there. You know, he said, why the hell should I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go run four miles when I can stay in this nice soft bed and uh, drive my, my uh, $80,000 pickup truck down the road? So what do you do now most of the time? What's, what's your days like? Uh, that's a good start yeah, with so, it. Yeah. I, I have some problems going on in my life, so I'm, I've been dealing with that. So. Okay. Are they fixable? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> all right, yeah, we all get them. You know. Otherwise, it's going to cost me a lot of money. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully you had a paper signed first. Um, can we have uh, you do another read? Can yes. we have you do another read? Give Don that paper. Spot. We're putting them to work now. The whole yeah. thing. That's what yeah, Don, it's your punishment. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing? God, well, there's the it, yellow. Uh, why the hell did I do this? Thanks to Harry's for supporting the podcast. Nice. All right, thanks, Harry. Yes. Harry's makes its own high-quality razors. Cuts out the middleman and ships them directly to you and for half the price of the leading brand. Good shave, good price. It's simple. Get the best of both with Harry's Good Shave. 
Aries makes just one razor with all you need for a close, comfortable shave. Five, count them, five German crafted blades, flex hinge, and lubricating strip. Uh-oh. Now we're getting nasty again, huh? <laughs> Quality guaranteed. Full refund if you're not happy. Sounds like a date with me, ladies. <laughs> this is great. Stop compromising on your shave and get started for Harry's. With Harry's. For far too long, you've either paid too much for a comfortable shave or you've settled for a low-priced but low-quality razor. Harry's offers something you've never had before. A great shave at a great price. Factory direct prices? Cut out the middleman. No upcharges, half the price of the leading brand. Harry's starter set, called the Truman. <laughs> is a great option for new customers and an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. What a deal. Plus, there's a special offer for fans of the show. What? Oh, no. Tell us about Chime it. Chime in so we can do this as a team. Do you have fans of the show? All of them are right here. Well, guess, <laughs> oh. So no, nobody will ever collect this offer. Huh? They, they can offer the moon, right? I'm excited to hear about this offer for the fans. Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase, people, with promo code UFC. Oh, man. Go to harrys.com right now and look for the Truman set. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Nice. Enter code UFC at checkout and get $5 off and help support the show. Give Harry's a try today. Harry's people by Don Fry. Yeah. That was better than I ever would have done that. What a manly voice. Thank you. What a man. What? Uh, Do we have somebody there waiting for a I'm sorry. Yes. This question's for Forrest. Forrest, about four years ago when you were fighting Tito Ortiz, when his retirement fight, you ran out of the ring. And for years now, I've been curious, uh, what was going through your mind? Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I, I knew that uh, I'd have more in the he tank. He had to poop. Well, <laughs> I heard I a mean, rumor. I, I'm just going to stick with that. That's better than what I was going to say. That's way better. No, I, I, I was just frustrated. I knew I could have finished him at the end. He's like laying on the fence doing nothing, and I just didn't. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a little break, 10 seconds. And then, I, you know, I look up, all right, there's only 40 seconds left. We should probably get going here. But, you know, by the time I got to him, you know, he, he had enough in him to, uh, you know, to survive, basically. If I'd have gone after him with two minutes left when he first started laying on the fence, you know, I'd have been fine. But I was like, I'm going to, you know, chill for 10 seconds. And 10 seconds turned out to be 30. And, you know, then I ran out of time. So you ran out of the ring. I was just frustrated. So what, Dana stuck, came out and stopped you, what exactly? He actually was that? didn't. That's, that's, he passed me. I, it was so funny. Like, I was already coming back, and then he just stopped me and made me take longer. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, well, I'm going back to the cage now, chief. Like, like you, know, you know, yeah. No, I was already, like, back all the way in, and then he stopped me. It was weird. Thank you. I've been wondering for years. I appreciate it. Do you guys uh, have one moment that you replay in your head more than others from when you're fighting? Like the one, the one memory, whether it's good or bad, that just comes back more than any of the other ones? Yeah. Which one for you is it? None of your business. All right. <laughs> Jimmy, What's the, he how about, likes breaking your chops. I love it. How about the second one? Can you tell us the second <laughs> one that you get? And we'll try to guess the first one. I like that. One. You were, you were, you were Jimmy's such up. a huge fan of yours, though. Such a huge fan. 
trying to let him go easier on you. I'm trying That's to butter okay. him but, up but for is, you. Or, or is there not one? Or is it all kind of blend in? Matt, I'll ask you since you kind of have to answer since we work together. Oh, yeah. Okay. The question is uh, something that stands out? It, which, which fight memory comes back the most? There's got to be one moment in the ring that comes back more than any of the other ones. Uh, you know, I mean, the, I mean one moment, is, 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 you know, there's, there, listen, if I'm, if I'm having a bad day, I'll throw in, I'll go on Fight Pass and watch me knocking out Frank Trigg or something. Like, that's fun. Like, you know, there's certain times where a fight just goes right. Oh, that's, oh, that's, and that's fun. It's farces, buddy. But, uh, yeah, Frank Trigg having him yeah. crumble to the mat and ending his career. That was, <laughs> that, that, that kind of sticks out. I don't, you know, that was fun. I don't know why that one. It was one of those things where I just remember making eye contact, not in a weird way, but as my fist connected and feeling him, and I'm sure you guys had this before, feeling his energy just, his everything, his energy just come out when I hit with that right hand, and he made a noise like, oh, and he just collapsed. And I just jumped on him and I caught a few more to his chin. It's on Fight Pass. It's fun. How about you, Forrest? Uh, so the thing I remember most, like, in my life, that was like, ah, I should probably, I'm probably found the right line of work. I was fighting in Brazil, like, 2003, second to last fight, uh, get in, the crowd's chanting the old, you're gonna die, American, or whatever they chant down there. And I, I didn't know what it meant, and I was like, oh, pretty cool, man, I like this chant, like, cool. And then they told me what it was, and I was like, still cool. <laughs> I get to the octagon, and, or the, I get to the ring, and, and the mat's covered in blood, and I can smell the iron, like, in the, in the air, you can smell the blood. And I thought to myself, cool, I'm in the right place. Like, this is where I belong. That and, smell. And you and, really failed that psych test for the police. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure they didn't? You should take another one, maybe. Yeah. They, 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 I, they probably messed I it up. I smell the blood. I'm in a cage. They're chanting for me to yeah. die. I'm like, this is great. Awesome, Forrest. That's why I like you. And uh, so, Don, you don't have one. Do you guys have any fight that you like to go back and, uh, and watch uh, uh, that's not your own fight? Like, if you have to watch a fight that's not you, what will you watch? Right now, probably uh, the Roy McDonald, uh, what's his name, title fight. Oh, Wonderboy? Oh, wait. No, Roy McDonald. Robbie McDonald. Yeah. Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler, Roy Oh, that's McDonald. a great one. Yeah, that's my, oh, that's man. my, that's my I, current favorite new best fight ever. It's what now? It's my current best fight, that, what, best I forgot fight what, ever. I forgot what round it was when they there just was nothing. Stared each other. They just stared. No, no shit talking. They just stopped, when, and they were just staring at each other. No one. That, this might have been, I don't know, third, fourth round. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But that gives you that that, Dude, that makes I, your nipples hard. Right? Goose pimples. Whatever. What's the right? What do you say? Goose, My nipples get hard. Goose bumps. Or, is, that, or, is that TMI? Yeah. Or, or it got you, me excited. But yeah, that, that, everybody I, there was just neither guy wanted to back so down. So great. Just staring at each other, like wasting their rest time. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm and watching that later. And then the ref had to like move them apart finally. It was amazing. And Don, did you always have that style where you would just kind of come out? You were very, very aggressive immediately in fights. Was that something that you always did, or did you just kind of develop that over time? Or did you I just stop doing that? I don't have any patience. Uh, I just want to get in and get over with. And I, I hate watching a boring fight, and sure the hell don't want to be part of one. So, you know, if they're paying you to fight, get in there and fight. So damn manly, Don Fry, people. He's very Don point. Fry, legend. People. Fucking excited. This is great. And uh, before we wrap up, does anybody else have a final question or whatever you want to ask or a final? Not uh, the guy with the pride shirt again. No offense. Yeah, no, you were, you were, you were okay, good. Go try the uh, amateur hour at Starbucks with your uh, comedy routine. That was good. Though. I, I thought it was all right. I don't know. Matt's heading over here. 
I guess we're not going to get Nate. We were hoping, like I said, I got him in the bathroom, but I guess he's signing or doing something. So we tried to get Nate Diaz, but I guess he couldn't. That's weird. That is so weird that you can't get men to do stuff for you in the bath. I don't know why. I know. They say yes, and then they just leave. Now I know how a woman feels. He promised me, and then he just never came back. Um, I'm having a great time with these guys. Why? Is it almost, are we almost done? Has this been an hour? It's been a while, yeah. Has it been uh, a while, man? It seems like forever to me. (laughs) Don wants to get the hell out of here. Oh, man. No, I think if Don wanted to leave, Don would have just left. Don doesn't seem like he's I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. I'm I'm only a little bit younger than him, but when I was watching and... Listen, before I got into this, I was a fan like everybody else here. You know what I mean? Back in the day, we did they still have Pudgy's Chicken? Do you remember Pudgy's Chicken, anybody? Don't oh, know. man, that was that's delicious. Some, that's I remember we used to order the Pudgy's Long Chicken Island. when the UFC was on. This is when Don was fighting. We'd get the pizza or else we'd make the Bobolis. Did anybody have a Bobolis? You know the Bobolis when they have the... Is any who am I talking to? Is anybody? <laughs> Not only that, I'm talking about my. He must, must be the only one from New York here. But yeah. I think I'm yeah. the only one that likes the the, the party with pizza it's and bobolis and pudgies watching fights. But you're, uh, just, you're just bingy. <laughs> That's I'm, just, awesome. I'm just thinking about what I'm doing later. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, my point was not what's on the menu when I watch a freaking fight. But uh, you know, I used to watch coming up watching guys uh, like Don Fry. So it's just so, it really is an honor to have you up here today, buddy. I appreciate that. You're damn right it is. Oh, shit. So manly. It was, yeah. So manly. He doesn't even say, oh, thank you. He says, oh, you're damn right. I I'm a Hall you. of Famer, baby. You're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Forrest, thank you very much. Thank you, thank uh, Don, you. congratulations, and thanks a lot for coming Thanks, on. guys, man. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, and great speech. I really love That's That was like one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. The, the translator and the speech. <laughs> If you guys didn't see the speech from Don Fry, make sure you watch it on Fight Pass. Yeah, because he yells at you if you didn't see the whole thing. He yells, at, he even, yells at you either way. I, I don't even like, like, speeches or people talking about fighting. Eh, whatever. You know, fighting's fighting. You need to talk about it, but yours was amazing. <laughs> we appreciate you guys coming very much. And thank you guys for sitting through this. You can get it Tuesdays. This one will be out uh, tomorrow on Monday. And uh, thank you guys for sitting through this. We appreciate you. How can they get this podcast again? Just Spotify, iTunes, Spotify. wherever you get podcasts. Just get it. Thank you guys very much. Guys, thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.